When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of radio. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now because it's sports talk with cooper and big man All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, my brother, Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. You ready for this? Oh, yeah. It's Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. It is. It's crazy time because we got a lot again to cover in a very short amount of time. So let's dive into it. Let's get it. We're going to start off with some baseball talk. So the MLB season has been an intriguing roller coaster after a rocky start when it came to the CBA negotiations which we talked about already. The team that has really been riding that roller coaster, though, are the New York Yankees. The Yanks were at one point considered the best team in the league and a consensus World Series favorite. But as the All-Star game approached and the Yankees came back down to earth a bit, then after the trade deadline, they would face face plant really big time at one point going 1-11 after trading away Joey Gallo to the Dodgers. Gallo was ridiculed by the New York media by, by the poor season he was having. The team turned it back around, though, and are still... At the time, um, AL East leading um, by nine games. Cooper, the Yankees, man, they started off hot, fell down, kind of back up, but the you know the rest of the AL East was coming for. Yeah, and I hope they get them too. I know we don't really care for the Yankees, so it's yeah. kind of fun to see them be like, oh yeah, and then <laughs> fall on your face, dang it. Even having some people wondering if it was the curse of Joey Gallo. <laughs> After curse trading him. Joey Gallo. I love it. <laughs> I know. That was great, right? They're like, oh my God, we traded away Joey Gallo. We can't win. <laughs> it was great fun. And then it didn't matter anymore. But hey, no longer the team to beat in baseball, according to a lot of people. The other New York team, the Mets, actually are considered the uh, team to beat out there in uh, New York, even though the Dodgers still lead all of baseball with the best record. Just had to throw that in there a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of the trade deadline, the San Diego Padres swung big at the trade deadline and landed disgruntled Washington National superstar Juan Soto. Soto had lost faith in the organization with the uncertainty of the future of ownership, decided against signing long-term. The Padres would reel in Soto with hopes of boosting their chances of catching the Dodgers in the NL West. 
Unfortunately, the Padres would receive news that their own superstar, Fernando Tatis Jr., would be suspended for 80 games for PED use. Tatis has been the heart and soul of that young team in San Diego, and now the Padres will be without his bat and influence for the rest of the season and possibly and possibly the playoffs if the Padres can get there. That's a big hit on the Padres there. That it is, and you know... I kind of swing a little both ways with this. I mean, I I get it. I get it. He's cheating. I get it. I get it. Oh, don't tell me you're going to take Big Poppy's side on this, are you? But come on. How many guys are out there doing this? And how many? It's because of who he is. Come on. Don't get caught. Don't get caught. The, there you go. That, that, that's that's your, your analogy. I, don't, don't, don't get caught. Don't get caught. Don't be caught. You won't have that problem. You won't I be. Think, I think they need to take it out. I mean, honestly, I mean, come on now. They're not taking like full on steroids. So enhancements, sure. Not full on steroids. Yeah, I mean, still. But the point of the matter is that they're trying to get away from it after everything that happened in the summer of 98 between Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, being so steroided up, crushing the home run Who cares? record books. It was fun. Don't get me wrong. It I enjoyed fun. it. We I enjoyed it. it. Come but on, I'm now. just saying, that's the whole point. They're, baseball still tries to hold on to its purest form, which is why it's also now the third most popular sport. And depending on who you ask, either in the South, it's NASCAR, or in some parts of the country, the NHL surpassed it in popularity, depending on where you are. If you're in the more northeast region where it's wintry, yeah. you'll enjoy hockey a lot more than you will baseball because hockey's not affected by weather, really. And, of course, in the south, NASCAR was born and bred here. Yeah. So, so like I said, depending on who you ask and where you ask, baseball is not as popular as it once was. And that's unfortunate because it's the problem is, is they stick so much to their purest form try to stick to their purest form and don't really adapt that's where we give nfl a lot of credit and nba a lot of credit they try to make adjustments to make the game more enjoyable for fans where baseball's just like well our game's been this way for 150 years we ain't done to change yeah and what what they've tried to do to change it i mean it's still it's still to its basic form don't get me wrong. They, I mean, they ruined it by giving both leagues a D, DH. Yeah, dude. They should have made both both leagues uh, actually bat. No DH. With, the, with no DH. Take so. the DH away if you want to go back to your purest form. Because that was your purest form was yeah. no DH. So go back to that. Not have the... Make the pitcher hit. Yeah. I mean... Shohei gets the hit no matter yeah, what, anyways. I mean, but, uh, but but look at Shohei. I mean, it's like no, nah, you don't get a Shohei all the time though either. Yeah. So that's the other problem. But I'm just saying though, it's just it's ridiculous though to sit there and say, "Oh, we want to be in our natural, purest form," but you you've made changes that obviously go against your own personal grain because you introduced the DH. I think it was in '73. Went so long with both leagues not doing the DH. And then you would do interleague play starting, I think it was in 97, I think it was. 97 is when they started doing um, interleague games. So if you were the home team in the NL, you didn't have to, the away team, AL team, didn't get the DH. But when you went to the AL side, the AL team got the DH, and therefore you had a DH and as the NL team. It's just like, what the hell are we doing? Yeah, it makes no sense, dude. 
Yeah. Uh, and this whole deal with, with enhancements, come on now. I mean, if everybody's doing it, you can't just single somebody out. I don't know. It's I just have a hard time seeing that everybody's doing it, though, because the suspensions now are worse than they were before. Your first pop is 80 games. Your second pop is a full season. And your next pop is you're basically done with Major League Baseball. Yeah. So I don't see if everybody's doing it because it's a hard hit if you do do it. So it's crazy. Um, <clears throat> I did want to update because I didn't have this updated at the time. But Major League Baseball did announce starting next year when they bring out their schedules, all 30 teams will face the other 29 teams. So that's kind of cool. Right on. I've been I've been clamoring that for years. I'm like, how do you have 162 games, but not everybody just face each other? Even basketball, they do a one and one. Yeah. And they face all 29 teams. One team gets a home game, and then somewhere down the line, the team that was on on the road gets the home game. You know. Yeah. Back. So it's like so even baseball gives you that because they have 82, and they're doing it with 82. At least they did a home and home. So it's like so I never understood. It's like. How is it that fair that you have 162 and you only have 29 teams? You can work a schedule out to make it where you do like three games there and three games over here. Yeah, so I still stupid. think I still think there's too many games in baseball. Oh, I do too. Even but this even if you lower even if you lower it though, yeah, you can still have plenty of games yeah, where every it, team it, should face each other. To, if you lower it to what NBA is doing, I mean, was it 80 games? I it's mean, 82. 82. You they ain't doing that. Get away with it. They ain't doing that. They're not gonna do it because, like we said, they they stick to their and it's money. Their guns about being, you know, they need to drop it down to like back to one fifty four at something. least. Something because that that's at least a hundred. Just make it a hundred, even hundred. Just even. I 100. guess that's why I have a hard time watching it all the time. Is because there's like there's so many freaking games. That's why. When October rolls around, it's like, okay, I'll watch some baseball. What's up? How's it going? Because those games matter. Yeah. 100, 162 games, a game that you want to watch in July, just doesn't really matter if your team is doing okay. Yeah. You know, you'd like your team to be at on the top and doing great, but at the same time, a game in July may not have a real true outcome no, no, of what happens in October. And, like, don't get me wrong, if I ever got a chance to go, to go watch a game, I would definitely do it. Cause oh, yeah. it's totally different being at the stadium than oh, yeah. it is being at home. So stadium is way I better. I mean, it's, it, it's just, at home, it's kind of like, okay. Yeah. Especially, when, especially when you're having pretty much, like, you know, a shutout or whatever, and it's like, Okay, this is kind of boring. You know. All right. Baseball is, is the one sport that's actually most enjoyable at the stadium. Yeah. All the time. 100%. You can watch it on TV. It's kind of just like, eh, I could be doing anything else right now. Because it's so long. Because it's not time. There's no urgency really in the game. Except in October. Yeah. Even though it's not timed in October, it's still, this game is important. Because you don't want to start falling behind the eight ball and have to make up yeah. this many games. In that many game, and, you know, you don't want to go down 3-0 and have to win four straight to move on. Yeah. Or even win the title if you're down 3-0 in the World Series, whatever it is, ends up being. It's just you can't keep getting yourself behind the eight ball for them. But a game in July or April, May, whenever time, pick a date, you're not going to really care, except maybe September games and definitely enough course in October. So Yeah. 
All right, moving on to basketball. Should we go with these first and save the breaking news for last, or we want to do the breaking news first and get that out of the way? Let's get the breaking news out of the way, bro. All right. Earlier today, Adrian Wojnarowski announced that the Donovan Mitchell trade has officially come down, and it was the Cleveland Cavaliers getting Donovan Mitchell from Utah. Not the New York Knickerbockers. Yeah. He's, uh, in he's in Cleveland. Yeah. He's in Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm kind of okay with it because Cleveland it was oh, more ready. Yeah. After LeBron's last leave than they were the last because they were not ready for him to leave. Yeah. And they freaking just bombed. Mm-hmm. But at least they're they've gotten a good core of young talent together. They've done some good things. They are going to be a fun team to watch if you're a Cleveland fan. And could potentially eventually be a contender. I don't know if Mitchell gets them there, but he gets them closer. Yeah. And they also get them a player that maybe a free agency might consider Cleveland now because they don't want to play with Mitchell. Possibly. It's still a possibility because Mitchell's a good player. Yeah. And, you know, there's players who I'm sure wouldn't mind going to Cleveland and play for him. I just think it kind of does suck. He goes still from small market to small market, but. But, yeah, so Utah Jazz got three unprotected picks and two pick swap options and then some players. They got Colin Sexton. The main guy out of that was Colin Sexton in return, um, who is not surprising. Um, Darius Garland, I think, is the better between him and Sexton, so they did the right thing keeping Garland, teaming him up with Mitchell and not losing a whole lot other than draft picks. Because, like I said, they're almost right there. So, yeah. I mean, you're hoping now basically you can maybe hit in free agency next year with a pretty good guy that can help you get you into complete contention um, instead of having to, you know, hope to God you can pull a trade. Because now you can't. You don't have no trade assets. So. Yep. <laughs> Unless you trade Mitchell again. <laughs> so, but yeah, so uh, Utah's gone completely nuclear rebuild mode and the Lakers still have Russell Westbrook, <laughs> which we'll talk about later. Anyways, so the Kevin Durant saga has finally ended. The Durant situation um, was crazy to begin with, but Durant recently did meet with Nets Brass and came to an agreement on moving forward together. Durant had requested a trade, but a trade between the Jazz and Minnesota Timberwolves may have skewered the Nets' thoughts on what they could get for Durant. The Timberwolves gave up five draft picks to um, the Jazz for Rudy Gobert. Then the Nets um, thought they probably could have got a young, decent talent and some draft picks from small market teams. But then there was no guarantee that Durant would want to play for one of those teams. Um, There's no beneficial word yet that I've gathered, but maybe someone else might have it if they do, that um, this, whether or not this agreement agreement to move on together still involves Kyrie. Yeah. Uh, so that's gonna be interesting. I don't think we're getting Kyrie though. Yeah, uh, I don't think you you really want Kyrie, do you? Do you really want? I mean, he's if he shows up, he's he still a better up, player than Westbrook. Very true. But he's got to show up. But then again, you're in LA, so maybe he'll actually want to show up. Yeah. And then again, there I can't even get the other two superstars to stay healthy enough to show up. So 
There's that. Yeah. But, so that whole situation was crazy, though, when it was going on. Brooklyn's like, my God, they just hit the nuclear button. <laughs> right. And all of a sudden now it's like, okay, we're going to be okay. Though, if I'm looking at it, if I'm the 14th or 13th, depending on whether or not Kyrie's there, if I'm the other players on this roster going, they just held us hostage all summer long about whether or not they may or may not be here. How's it? How are you going to fix the chemistry back? Right. Because to me, that's just kind of like they don't even really want to be here. Why do we even want to? I mean, I get it. You, Kevin Durant's considered the top player, second top player, or third top player, depending on your view. Whether you like Giannis more than him, whether you like LeBron more than him, whether you like both of them more than him, depends on you know yeah. your whole thought process on that. So he's at least guaranteed a top three talent in the NBA. I get that. So if you're the next, you want him. The brass. You're yeah. the organization. The other players that are kind of looking at this going, yeah, he's a, he's a great player, but he's a bit of a drama queen. And so is Kyrie. It's like, so is Kyrie. It's like, I don't know if we want to keep these drama queens in the locker room and keep destroying our chemistry as a team. Yeah. So, I mean... Like, yeah, there's been a lot of lot of bad blood there. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with them because, yeah. you know, it's like, what's going to go on? I mean, are they going are they going to get it together or are they going to continue, you know, screwing up? Right. So, and uh, my other thing, with and, that, and then then you got to think: Is Kyrie going to show up or is he going to go back to being activist? Yeah. Um, because at least now he there's even if he doesn't get the shot um, vaccinated, uh, he can still like show up because Brooklyn has lifted everything. Yeah. Um, well, New York in general has lifted everything, so he can go back to playing uh, normally. But now it's whether or not you're going to get activist Kyrie to show yeah. up or not. Right. Not just uh, I'm moral Kyrie. Now don't know, get me wrong. Or principles Kyrie. I do. I do think. It's a good thing to, to stand out in your community and do the right thing and, and try for what to you be, believe is the right thing and for what you believe in mm-hmm. is the right thing. But you know, on the basketball court or any professional sport, period, mm-hmm. do it on your own time after your contract's done, after you retire, whatever. But keep politics and all that out of sports. Yeah. To me, it just it doesn't mix. True. So. Flat earthers, I swear. <laughs> They're so crazy. And don't give, and I don't want to hear anybody start going, well, of course they're going to bring them back. They're going to say all the right things. Of course you're going to say the right things. You don't want to make the chemistry worse by saying, oh, God, yeah, well, you just got screwed. And then to go by telling that to the media, you ain't going to say nothing mean about them in the media. You'll be like, oh, yeah, we're so happy that he decided to come back. Can't wait to play. Season needs to start now so we can show everybody that we're good to go and ready to Take this all the way to a championship. And, and then the season starts. And, <clears throat> and then they start. <laughs> or they get swept in the first round again. So We'll see what happens with it. It's going to be interesting, to say the least. Definitely is. All right. And speaking of which, for Irving, uh, former suitor of Kyrie Irving, 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 has <laughs> uh, now become questionable whether or not they're actually going to get it because of the questionable trade they just recently made. Lakers. Anyways, uh, the Lakers traded Talon Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson to the Utah Jazz for Pat Beverly. Beverly ended up going to the Jazz and part of the Go Bear trade. 
um, from Minnesota. The trade by the Lakers is questionable because they gave up a young and talented player in Horton Tucker for a point guard who does not like the incumbent starting point guard, Russell Westbrook. Though they keep saying the right things in Twitter and to the media. See, that's why I just roll my eyes. It's like, <sighs> good lord. Though there is belief that Westbrook will eventually be traded. Cooper, can you give me some love here and tell me that he's going to be traded? Hopefully. Hopefully he'll be You're traded. You're in the same boat as me. Just hopefully um, he will be gone. Hopefully he'll be gone. But, yeah, uh, I, yeah I don't know, dude. It's uh, one of those things that's like... Uh, basketball is a little bit different. Sports are a little bit different. You could say, oh, show up and do your job. Show up mm-hmm. and do your job. But at the same time, if the chemistry between the players, even if... Even if somebody's on the bench, it doesn't matter. There still has to be chemistry. Because if there's problems in the locker room, then you yeah. guys are gonna you guys are gonna have problems on the court. Absolutely. So and that's where I'm gonna be like they don't like each other. Absolutely not. They if you've gone back through their history, every time they fight not fight, they play each other, it almost breaks out into a fight because they do not like each other. Yeah. Um, you know, Beverly has that chip on his shoulder because he's a little bit undersized. He's always kind of had that, you know, mentality like he's got to show up and show out against these superstars to make it in the league, which he's done. And I applaud him because actually I would have loved him to be a Laker five years ago when he was available at one point because I was just like, he's just, you know, he's active. He's annoying as hell. He'll play defense. Yeah. And he'll just bug the crap out of whoever you want him to bug the crap out of. And get in their head and be all that and for you. Yeah. And then you sit there and... Because, I mean, he's gone up against LeBron. He doesn't care. He'll guard anybody. <laughs> and he's made LeBron look a f- foolish a few times. So he has no qualms about it. But having these two, I just don't see how that's going to work. And that's why I hope um, there's supposedly still a trade option available in Indiana. To move Westbrook, I don't know if that's actually true or not. That's just rumors. But please, for the love of God, just get rid of him. <laughs> I don't even know why we traded for him last year. Because I was just like, no. Uh, uh, he's not the same Russell Westbrook, that's for sure. He's not. He's not even close. Um, and I was just like, ugh. And, of course, I'm still kind of like, ugh, about Anthony Davis. Because he's only had one healthy year. And we won a championship. But he hasn't been healthy any other year, and it sucks. Yeah, it does. Crazy. Um, they do want to finish this uh, finish this episode with one little thing because I liked. Um, uh, it was a it was a thing uh, between uh, Colin and Joy on the herd. Um, of course, now Joy Taylor's moving on to um, speak, which will be airing. I think they said three p.m. Eastern. On FS1, uh, Joy Taylor's moving over with Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, not Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Ocho. You get the right guys, get the right na- last name in there because <laughs> that was terrible. Um, <clears throat> after Marcellus Wiley is moving on to a different position within Fox Sports. Um, so, but anyways, they were talking about how, and this this was mainly for the NBA purposes because um, they're talking about how Golden State's going to have a huge luxury tax bill because they're going to be over the. Uh, um, salary cap, the hard cap, and now they got to go over into the luxury um, issue. And they were talking about this, and I think 
I think this would actually work well in all sports, uh, even though baseball doesn't even really have a salary cap. They have a luxury cap, basically. If you spend this much, then we're going to charge you in luxury after mm-hmm. that. Um, but basically, they have no cap. You know, they just don't want you to spend overly abundantly. But the Dodgers are just like, here's another freaking check. Go away. <laughs> Yankees are like, here's another check. Go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, basically what they said is they believe if you're going to bring up homegrown talent, like the Warriors have done, you know, you got Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, your big three there. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you include Jordan Poole and all that, even though their contracts aren't up there yet, but soon they could possibly be. Why not have it where your homegrown talent doesn't, well, they started out with doesn't count against your cap. That's not going to be possible. But instead of not counting against your cap, but not counting so highly against your cap, give you a cap break on your homegrown talents contracts. I think that would help in the aspect of um, not only because you can get, like in the NBA, for example, since that's what they're talking about, you give your homegrown talent a bigger contract extension. They give you a five, you get the extra fifth, uh, the extra year, plus an exuberant amount more money on top of that. But also then, because um, if you leave, you only get four. So teams, I think, will be more willing to spend that kind of money on their own talent, too, because it's not going to be detrimental to their cap. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I was just like, I kind of want to talk about that a little bit because I just think that would actually be a good idea, even in the NFL, where you're just like, yeah, you're my... So, like... Um, and plus, not only that, but it gives the player... Incentive to stay too. More incentive to stay, yeah, yep. because you know your team can bring in talent because you're not going to count so much against yeah. the cap. And that's where I also think the NFL could adapt something like that too. Because look at Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald counts a heck of a lot against the cap. Just using this example because I know he counts a lot against the cap yeah. for the Rams. And you know that might have that might have not have forced us to trade away Golf because we knew Golf was so much against the cap and we overpaid him. And it was detrimental to us because, we, one, we overpaid him. He wasn't as good as we were hoping. And, mm-hmm. unfortunately, even though I still respect golf, I give, I give him credit. He turned it around when he got um, Sean McVay. Yeah. Still, uh, a lot of the offense, though, was Todd Gurley. And we gave him too much money. And, unfortunately, his body just gave up on him, which sucked because he was so talented. Um, but we wouldn't have maybe have traded away golf if his – high contract wasn't so hard against the cap, yeah. you know. Um, we might have kept him. I don't know if we – I can't say we would have won the Super Bowl, but he did lead us to one Super Bowl at one point, and, you know, you never know. Yeah, I mean, the, then, long, the longer someone's with a team, too, mm-hmm. the more chemistry they have. So, right. I mean, to, to make it – to make a guy want to stay, and then you're like, okay, well, I ain't got to worry about your salary as much as I do, you know, mm-hmm. these people's, then, then you know, I can offer you a little bit more incentive to stay with us and yep. grow and and grow the chemistry. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, it just... And, you know, you're, you know, me resigning you is not going to be detrimental to the cap, so yeah. I can actually have some money to go get... Another player, if we need to, because it's not going to be so like, oh my gosh, you're 30% of my cap. 
you're 20% of my cap. That's 50% of my cap gone right there. Mm-hmm. And now i got to figure out how to, you know, like the Lakers. Because, well, we'd be screwed anyway because we keep getting everybody. <laughs> and overly priced everybody. Oh, my God. But it's just like LeBron, Anthony Davis. We, our cap would be gone anyways. But still, I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, maybe we would have kept the younger guys. We would have kept um, Ingram and... Uh, Heart, heart, yeah, yeah. And everybody, ball, you know, ball. I, that was a roll. Oh, frick, Kuzma. I like Kuzma, man. I thought Kuzma was good. Kuzma was only good at highlight dunks. He couldn't hit an outside shot consistently enough. He did it in the bubble, but that's the only time he did it. <laughs> that was the only time he would be consistent. It's in the bubble. Uh, if he was, if he could do that in regular games outside of the bubble, it would have been fine. But no, he couldn't do that. But Ingram. Oh, we still had Ingram. So like, right. I'd, I'd kill if we could just go back to that trade and swap Kuzma and Ingram. If we could do that, shit, we'd be golden. We wouldn't even need Anthony Davis anymore. We'd just ship his butt. Still want them to ship his butt and LeBron's butt. Yeah. Um, Start yeah, over. They, they do count a lot of, a lot against Cap, and they're getting older. And yeah. They're not on the court as much. So. Yeah, I think they're about 60% of our cap right there, just between those two. Russell's about another freaking 25%. So it's about 85% in three guys. And then you got to fill it out with a bunch of just hope hope it works, guys. Yeah. And it's not going to work. Just reboot. Just nuke button. Give me the nuke button. Let's start over again. That was cool. <laughs> Let's do that again. See? Oh, no. Now you've said whatever. <laughs> anyway, so I'm looking forward to this NBA season. Sort of. Um, yeah, you don't I'm, sound like you're looking forward to it. You sound like you're angry and you're gonna have a stroke. I'm gonna so. pick. I'm gonna find a second team to root for because the Lakers are just gonna probably piss me off this year. <laughs> um, come on, Orlando Magic. No, that's not gonna work, dude. What? I was. I just. I know we had this discussion. If they would just sell the team to Disney or something, we'd be <laughs> so they'd be so much better. Right? Better off, but. You know, I do like the joke that people said the last three number one picks that the uh, Orlando Magic have had eventually ended up Lakers. So, uh, (laughs) Paulo Banchero, get ready to be a Laker, bro. We love you already. Come on. Just come to L.A., bro. Forget Orlando. Might as well just be a Laker, dude. You're destined to be one. Because Shaq, Dwight, Paulo Banchero. Three for three, baby. Let's do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll trade Anthony Davis and LeBron James right now for Paulo Banchero. <laughs> Just Paulo Banchero. The money won't work, so we'll have to take everybody else, too. But, anyways. But it's been fun, man. It has been fun. Yeah, Hasn't it, it been fun? We've had a great three days with uh, you guys. Yeah, being live. Y'all get to see our ugly faces, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I know it's ugly. I mean, it's scary. Oh God, he got closer too. Don't get close to me. I'm gonna punch it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, mm. So yeah, uh, so next week we're gonna have this a little bit more spaced out. We'll get we'll update everybody with the dates. Um, we'll post something on what the actual dates will be. So starting next week, and I believe we're gonna probably start it with wrestling talk, and then just do it on rotation. We're gonna rotate our live weekly. Um, it'll cover each episode a week. Sorry, that doesn't sound right. So wrestling talk next week will get the live. 
The following week, football talk will get the live. The following week after that, it's sports talk will get the live. And that's just going to be the rotation. It's going to cover all three. Each episode will get at least one live a month. Yeah. There we go. That sounds right. Yep. At least one. So, wrestling's basically going to get two a month. Um, football may get two a month if we get it a fifth week and it lands properly. So, there you go. That's how it's going to go from here on out. So, uh, we might also do um, special lives um, like we did last year. Um, you know, uh, we got, of course, the holidays coming up, so we might do a special live. Yeah. Um, to kind of be like, hey, happy holidays. Kind of fun thing. We might do a Halloween one, depending on when Halloween is and whatnot. <laughs> that would be cool. I will probably be um, Kingpin for Halloween. No, I'm going to be the Joker. So. Sure, I'll be Marvel, you be DC, whatever. <laughs> That'll work. It works, man. Maybe we'll even have a, we'll do a photo for it too, so that way we go Marvel, DC. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. And then we'll actually, and then we'll, oh, I just thought of something would be really cool though. So if we did the Marvel DC and then we got the logos, but then color coordinate them to our favorite teams, you're you can do the DC black and yellow, and then I can do the Marvel in blue and yellow. That's cool, dude. That would be cool. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I just totally geeked <laughs> out. <laughs> I just went total nerd on that one. My bad. I'm just like, and he agreed with me though, so that makes him a nerd too. Hey man, sucker. <laughs> I can't help it. I like superhero movies. Comics, I love those sorts of superhero stuff, movies. Oh my goodness. We might have to just start a second podcast just on movies. Superhero movies. It can be fun. Cooper Big Man presents Marvel vs. DC. <laughs> He's DC. I'm Marvel. What you guys think? Yeah. Let us know. We might. Let us know. We might. We might do it just because. It'd be fun. Alright guys. So that'll do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always... Keep Keep on on talking sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalkwith.com. Cooper in Big Man, that's Sports Talk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.